conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six and a half minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It is the Rick and Bubba Show. Will of Meat will spin today. Uh, that that is coming up. Also, we got an interview coming up about a movie uh, that you can be part of called The Harvest. Uh, we'll interview the president and chief executive of Outdoor Sports Group, which features the World Fishing Network, Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel. And that's Jim uh, Libertor coming up later in the program. Uh, don't miss that interview in the last live hour today. Welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being on this ride with us. We call the Great American Adventure. Yes. Also, don't forget this weekend, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, our guest, Herschel Walker. Right, give, they'll give it to, they'll give it to uh, Herschel. So we'll talk to Herschel this weekend. All right, so... Yesterday, um, you know, we've been doing some. Um, uh, there's, I got, you know, there's always projects. You know, men love projects. We got a project. We only got a project working on a project. And so, um, a couple of things were going on. We've had, um, you know, Sherry and I keep trying. We don't know. We keep going back and forth like all of us. You know, you get into this thing about well, we and Speedy, y'all been through it, and others been through it. You going to downsize? You going to do this? I don't know. What do you think about this? I don't know. What about in the in the future? What about the, what do you think about this right here? <laughs> And some of it, and all honestly, I think is just fun to sit around and talk about different scenarios that you'll never act on. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just oh, yeah. you know right. all, all that kind of stuff. And so we we have um, we we are looking at things we may do with with the family farm. And over the years, you know, we've had you know this little thing here, and we've added this to it. You know, tried to follow the the Phil Robertson advice. If something's touching your land and it becomes available, you know, try to get it if you can find a way to do it. And Sometimes we've been able to, sometimes we haven't. But you know how it all gets kind of confusing sometimes if you start thinking about new projects. You have to make sure, right, that you know where your property lines are. I mean, you oh, you yeah. got to make sure about that. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a survey going on, going, all right, look, we, we need to – and one of them is because we we're putting up some gates uh, that we need, we've we needed to put up for, for years. So there's um, there's a survey going on, and there's there's – gate projects going on all at the same time well so gary says hey look when it comes to these gates i mean i got to have some help you can't find nobody to work i mean you can't i mean you know i mean i had terry for a while i ain't talked to terry and i don't know when and then this other guy i mean he won't stop off his phone i fired him did I, gary run terry off you know, he and Terry had fallen out of some kind. I, I don't know what he happened. He said he didn't no. like Tecumani for uh, deer hunting. Well, I'm going to tell you, Terry got all on his high horse about some, you know, shooting some outdoor show somewhere. And he, I, I, he, I ain't seen Terry. Have you ever got Gary started on biologic? Happened yesterday. No, Bubba, Bubba. It happened yesterday. I got a call from one of his other clients, okay, oh, and, uh, and they're big fans of the show. So I hear him on the speakerphone. And he's talking, and they're wanting something, and uh, and finally, uh, he they start saying about some kind of what they were going to plan or whatever. And I said, "Well, well, Gary loves biologic," and Gary he just looks at me. He says, "What?" And then they guy says, "Gary, we going we need to do biologic." And of course, and he said, "Hey, let me tell you something." And so he he went to his whole thing about what he does and doesn't. 
So we, uh, so hey, he's, come on, he's, he's hard to beat. Uh, hey, sure. seriously, not, don't be coming down here like three in the afternoon because, I mean, I'll be, I guess sun is hot. Some of us have to work for a living. I mean, I, I got to get back down to Lake Mitchell and feed my catfish. <laughs> and so anyway, so he's got a bunch, of, he's got a pile of catfish Cat, to feed. Yeah. So anyway. That must be, my dad does the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, he says, uh, hey, you're going to have to help me with uh, getting these holes dug now. And I'm gonna need somebody. We're gonna have to be measuring and and, and pulling the, the string. And and I was like, um, all right. So the the one place we needed, and the survey is not finished, but the place we needed the most because we don't want to put the gate, you know, in the wrong place was done. And we had about four gates that we were gonna measure, dig the holes for, and and all that. Okay. You evil landowner. So, yeah. So boy, so, oh boy. So all payment based ownership. Yeah, right, right. Right. And I even I even have all kinds of weapons down there oh, that no. I that I have that I freely own and am, <laughs> and willing to use. So anyway, um, we have um, we have the first moment where my guard was down, and I know better than this. I know better oh, than you this. Let him get you. So I I get there and I show up and and there's Gary, you know, sitting in his jeep sure. and. Uh, Hey, did you get us anything to eat for lunch? And I said, "Well, Gary, did you want something?" Well, I mean, I thought I might have a you know a, a double cheeseburger. <laughs> and uh, so, so I, I was like, "Yes, I got you. I got something for you to eat." And so he says, uh, "So we pull up, and I, I am better than this. So we we you eat something and get in this jeep, and so we're getting ready. Hey, you want to get in the air conditioning? We can stay. I mean, we can get one of them carts, but I mean, it's hot as I mean, it, you know, it goes in all this kind uh-huh. of stuff." So I said, well, if we can get to it in the Jeep, that's fine, to, to the different places. And then and then we got to go measure it and do all that, then we come back and put on the, the apparatus, you know, that digs the hole, whatever it's yeah. called. And, and you know, The auger. Yeah, the auger. And so, any, hey, you're you going to have to help me with this auger now. And I'm okay, Gary. So he got one on his tractor, or so he got a two-man auger? Hey, he, he got it on my little bobcat. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, so anyway, um, and I am better than this. And this is the kind of humor, Greg, that owns Bill Bubba Bussy because this is right out of Gerald Cates' playbook. Oh, right out of Gerald Cates' playbook. And I'm better than this. I'm so <laughs> Oh, no. Stupid. You can go where you go. Yeah, and so he goes, I said, man, there's a, there's a guy doing the survey. Now, what's his name again? Hey, that's Steve. And I said, okay. I jumped up. <laughs> hey, Steve, what's going on? I'm Steve and oh, left and right. Great. You know and the guy kind of looks at me, you know, like that. And I'm like, hey, man, you, hey, you, yeah, you, make, you make it happen, ain't you, Steve? And so we <laughs> Like go, you know him. We, yeah. go, we go on. and then, Hey, good to see you, Steve. Steve. I, I, bet oh, I, I bet I hit him with a, with a machine gun of about four Steves. <laughs> yeah. mm. You want to reassure him right, that you right. remembered him. Great. He says nothing, which I give him brilliant. It's I give him nothing. We get, on, we get to go, and every time I go by him, I'm hollering Steve. <laughs> Steve, what's up? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I look over, and Gary's just laughing so hard he can't even. Oh, and, 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 he got you. can't hold it in. And I said, I said, what's going on? He goes, <laughs> I don't know what that guy's name is. <laughs> like that, and I was like, good gosh, Gary. Oh, no wonder he wasn't it. He said, ah, he said gotcha. undoubtedly, you think he looks like a Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so then I have to go back. You should know better than <laughs> then, I, then I get an email after the day to tell me what all's been done. Of course, yeah. it's Jeff. Yeah. And, uh, hey, so, Steve. So, Jeff, 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 I'm sorry I called you Steve like about six times. <laughs> he didn't want to correct you. <laughs> no, Greg. He, 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 no, Steve was being nice. I know. That's There's that a, guy, remember, I told Jeff. you he thought I was you all them years. Yeah. He was saying, call me Rick, and I just answered it, to him. So, uh, so mm-hmm. anyway, so then I, about 10 years. And, and, Bubba, you know this. And every time you try to work with Gary, all you get the entire time is how we're all a bunch of city folks. And oh, yeah. yeah. And he'll do things like this. Hey, you see us right here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it, Gary. It's hanging right here. It's hanging right here in, in the in the garage at the barn. 
we need that today. You got any idea what that is? <laughs> I'm like, no, Gary, I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, you got it hanging in here. You don't even know what it is. I said, I don't, Gary. It was here when I bought the farm. Yeah. It was here when I bought the farm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What do you do with it? <laughs> I said, well, anytime I need to, you know, bang something or whatever, it's heavy and you can hold it. <laughs> and, and and what it was, it was the thing that, that's it's it's heavy and it has it's hollow and then it's you know it's like oh, a post tube. Hole driver. And you get yeah. it you get it up on top you get it up on top yeah. of it when you drive yeah, it. You're driving it's your got, got the two handles. You didn't know what that fence is, do you? I said I said I know it's something you hammer with. That's the thing Tommy hit himself in the head with yes. when he was driving yeah. post Lee so, one time. It so, bounced off and so hit him in the forehead. Uh-huh. So you know it's a, a thousand degrees yesterday. I mean, <laughs> yeah. a thousand degrees. So we're, we're doing all that and we're getting it all set up and you know and and uh, so so we we finally get all the different you know holes done for, and I, then you know and then of course Gary it, you never when you go to take off you know the the front end loader off of his tractor it, the, the the things that lock it and unlock it they're never. You, you always yeah. have to get the grease gun out and he, he's whatever. Well, I, hey, reach down there and pull that now and unlock it. You can't pull it. And I'm like, Gary, I'm pulling as hard as, as I can. As hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mind it. You know, you, you, the whole time you're with him, it's just so. It's constant. Yeah. So, anyway. It, it's a workout. It, it really is. is. So, so, yeah. I'm proud of him about that Steve thing, though. <laughs> yeah, the work's quick back. on his feet on that. When it comes back, then. Remember what we've said, and uh, of course we've had to give this advice out a lot lately. And all and every single man, you know, the little boy is never is never over. But you just can't let the little boy make decisions. Yeah. You don't want to lose that that fondness of that little boy inside every man. But don't <laughs> let him make decisions. And I, I unfortunately didn't follow that. past the hour so we're review, uh, reviewing uh my day with uh gary yesterday I, you, look i gotta have some help down here i mean you, you gotta get that imagine working in this all day long you know i had to hear that all day oh. and, you know how long it takes me to get that pond like that about three hours About three. Okay, okay well you know what's that mean one hour and a half yeah <laughs> it does uh, and so uh, i mean hey y'all you don't even know i mean y'all what y'all do i mean you've been sitting up there in that air condition okay gary can we just get the gates done so anyway Rick, how about that auger is there any, i, oh, I tell you of all enough. things that i have done I an with, with equipment digging a hole with an auger maybe because i've i've what a blast i know you can't tell it now but in my earlier days i dug a lot of post mm-hmm. holes mm-hmm. and if there's one device I hate is a post hole digger. Oh, oh no. You're talking about really working. Mm-hmm. Hey, tough. hey, that is a – you don't get a lot of output for a lot of work. No, no, no. My first question was, so we're digging holes. Talk to me about how we're digging them. <laughs> yeah. not, not with that post hole digger no. that's also hanging in the garage no. I've never touched. No. No, no. I'm, what we're going to do, I'm going to get my little my little bobcat mm-hmm. and then get the front end loader off of it and put that auger on there. Let hey, now, t- hand, hand me in pops. Now, I got to hook them up. <laughs> Let me tell you, the the immediate gratification, and I've heard Dan Moultrie talk about he loves a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. He said, when I can take a bulldozer and just make a road where there wasn't yeah. a road immediately. Yeah. And he said, there, there's nothing mm-hmm. greater to me. Well, I'm going to have to put a, a 24-inch auger yeah. on my list. Mm-hmm. When I can dig a hole four or five foot deep in about 20 seconds. Yeah. That is one of the most fun them things I've ever trucks. done. Yeah. Boy, they roll that big yeah. auger. You talk about knocks. Oh, you know they had some big ones and Whoa. deep ones. Yeah, yeah. so hey, eight foot and you got You got to know how to pull the hey. dirt out. Just yeah, right. shake it, sling it out, sling it, it over. Yeah. 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 Look, if you want to talk about some pressure, hey, 
look out there before I drop this down now and, and make sure where's the water department sprayed them sprayed oh, where the yeah. water line is. I said, Gary, it's right here. Well, hey, I said, yeah, well, whoa, Gary, that's right where. No, you, if I get on this side of it, boy, I hope this is right. <laughs> you know, like that. I'm like, oh, I do too. Go, Gary. And so, but we didn't have any, any problems with that at all. But the, we had, the, but you know that thing where you take your foot and you mark, you know, when you're trying to measure how long the gate is and all right. that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you, you measure again, it's not right. So you mark again. And then here comes the argue. You can't remember which mark was yeah, right. Yeah, uh-uh. Well, I mean, I guess we're going to have to measure it again, Rick. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I said, Gary, we got four or five different marks here. Well, we'll just measure it again and hold it out there about halfway in that other hole. And then back it out. <laughs> so anyway, so we finally get all that done. And this, and this, I guess this just yesterday was just idiot day for me. And then, so he said, "Hey, so Rick, I, it's the end of the week. Look, hey, we fall off. Right. There's no look, doubt. Look, I, I can tell a dramatic drop on Thursday. Listen, I hear a lot about all these hours that Gary works, mm-hmm. <laughs> but undoubtedly he 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 works in. Yeah, I got to get down to Lake Mitchell. Uh-huh. He works that in a lot. Yeah. You know, I hear a lot about it, but when I'm with him, Gary will shut down. <laughs> you know, I really think if I had the expertise that Gary has, I could outwork him. Okay. And he hates when I say that, by the way. <laughs> that day then the okra, I'll never forget that. That was that was an embarrassing day for Gary when he got all crying about the okra. <laughs> I told him, I said, you've let somebody from Birmingham come down here and pick more okra than you. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it makes my hands itch. <laughs> So anyway, so well, you know what? Uh, that's why they have gloves. Yeah. So anyway, so and this now Gary's Gary, except for Gary getting to laugh because you're like, I want to see Bubba laugh about me calling that guy Steve all day because that's right up his and right yeah. out of the Gerald Cage handbook. So anyway, and and Gary loves stuff like this. Now keep in mind, so where we are, if you're Greg, you know this pretty well. There's one area that is mainly just all pasture. You know, and it, oh, yeah. it's, it's that's a, what Jimmy Dean yeah, told me. Yeah, and it's it's. You can come in there and Jimmy Dean. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that, that I would say that pasture is probably sixty acres worth of pasture, maybe a little more, something like that. Yep. So you have to drive. You have to drive all the way through that to get back into where the trails and all that is. Well, we'd had a. I mean, you can't even have a bridge. <laughs> we had a, a creek back there where we put a new trail, and now I'm checking game cameras. All the work's over, and I, now I'm just goofing off, and I'm in I'm in a cart. So I want to go check all my cameras because, you know, I love checking my cameras, you know, because not, yeah. not, not all of them are Moultrie Mobile. Some are just old school. So I want to go check and see what they've been seeing. Right. And uh, so um, um, a bridge that we'd put over a creek had washed out back during the rains. Of course, I've been wondering when we're ever going to put that back. You know? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, Rick, I, I mean, I got – look at all this other stuff I got to do. So anyway, so, so we had been down there multiple times, the boys, me, Sherry, and all of us would get on. Now you can't use that trail because there's a right. there's a creek. Well, it's been mostly dry, mm-hmm. and so every, we said it over and over again. Man, I got up here and I almost tried to go through it. I think we can get through it to the other side. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, get stuck. How wide is it? Maybe not not, not crazy wide, but but it's, it's all about just concrete. At the bottom of it. Well, that's what I think we're going to do the next time. So it's coming down and coming out. I, I think it might be across there, maybe eight feet. Maybe less. Can so I tell you one of, my, mm-hmm. one of my new favorite things is to put bags of sack creek somewhere that yeah. I need something yeah. and just leave it in the bag yeah. and let it get wet yeah. and harden in the bag. Yeah, that's good. You wait till these gates are done. They're going to be sure enough. <laughs> so anyway, so I was, um, I, I don't know why I did it. I don't. It's just <laughs> stupid. Just so stupid. Did Gary copy those gates I had done? Uh, he's, you know, he didn't like them when they were done, well, but I noticed he started building them exactly yeah, he like does. He, No, he loves those gates. So we mentioned that. 
I might do one, you know, like we had over at Bubba's. <laughs> so anyway, so we were. We call it the Brandenburg game. <laughs> hey, you can't know why we not. We needed it over Hey, you there. can't have something. These people knock down. These people are crazy. <laughs> so anyway, so I pull up in the cart, and it, and, it, and this is where laziness will get you. And it, it really, going the lazy route, all it does is create more work. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. It really does. So, I, once, so right. I checked. A, a pay cam- me now or you can pay me later. I checked the camera, and I saw a troubling picture on it. I'll share with them break. Ooh. So anyway, so I go. And I look and I go, Rick, do not try to go through this creek, you idiot. Mm-hmm. What are you in? I just, I'm just in a little cart. Okay. Okay. And Is uh, it a diesel cart that no, means business? It, it wasn't even one that meant business. Oh, no, no. you didn't mean oh, business. Rick, you no. tried to Come tangle on. with I'm Rick. I mean gasoline. Rick. And so, God, Rick, man. you just had a complete breakdown. I did. Are you all right? But the 12. But the 12. Twi- slap him around. But, Greg, but, him Greg, but the 12 year old boy inside of me said, you might make it. You might can you get might it. Uh-huh. Can do it. And if you no, get a you're not talking about a ramp. Boy. You're not talking about a ramp. You're facing mud. I'm going. Well, huh? it had been it had been dry, but now, try. now there okay. was a little bit of water in it. Not a lot. Grossly miscalculated how soft the bottom okay. was. Yeah. But anyway, right. so 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 I looked at it and I <laughs> said, I said, that, I said, I can get through that. It might and, as well be quick, Sam. And uh-huh. listen to the lazy. If I can get through it. Then I don't have to backtrack all the way back out, go back mm-hmm. out through the pasture. You mean riding? You're talking about riding, riding. in a, a gas powered yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I can go right through there. Go. Mick, you weren't going to have to jog it. I know. It. Well, <laughs> so, and, I, and, then, and then the 55 year old man with gray in his beard said, Do not, do not try to take this car. Why would you do this? Yeah. Why not mm. just back up, go back around? You know, if you do it that yeah. way, you're not going to have problems. You know that. That'll work. And I was like, I, really, I think we can get through this. I really the think adventure. we can. I wish I, if I'd been on a four wheeler, it might have made some sense. Mm. But a cart, mm. they're heavy, you know, the whole thing. The 12 year old boy thought you could do it. The 12 year old says, if you get through this creek, I, you're bet, the, you, I bet it never even gave you a chance. Oh, Greg, I bogged down in that thing so <laughs> first fast. Two, first two, first two. Not even kind of hope. <laughs> Did the front wheels go in? How about, how about this? <laughs> you couldn't even say, dang it, we almost made it. The front wheels went in, came up, and I'm like, I'm popping up on the other side, and I'll yeah. send that back with. <laughs> <laughs> And that back sat down, and that, that mud came up. Down. Look, the mud and the and the little 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 pebbles oh, oh, that are in the bottom yeah, of the creek. They yeah. came up. I'm like seeing them beside me. One time, I'm and of course, what do you try? That you, you, you try to ridiculous day. attempts to get out. Getting worse. And then all of a sudden, it hits me. Well, now you now you big old fat tails walking all the way back to the barn. Yeah, hey, you got a journey. And Gary, wet. Gary sent me a text. He said, hey, can you tell me how many steps it is from there to the barn? <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Past the 35 minutes now, past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Oh, it brings me to my All right, here we go, MyPillow.com. Go there and click on radio specials. Um, you know, they, they've got everything that you could possibly imagine under the MyPillow heading, of course, the premium MyPillow, which we all love. Uh, then you've got the, the travel version, easier to pack and move around with it. Then you've got their their washcloths and their towels that are phenomenal. You've got the Giza Dream Sheets. You've got the body pillow. Um, you know, the, the, these are all available. The mattress topper, which is fantastic. But if you just go to radio specials there at MyPillow.com, click on it. And use the promo code Bubba and let the savings begin. There's savings everywhere in there, and uh, and they've you know established a great relationship with us. We love this product, love this company, uh, and you can go uh, and get the 60 day money back guarantee. Uh, they also have great warranties, uh, all available right now. But just learn that 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 mypillow.com. Click on that radio specials, but take the code Bubba with you. Uh, phone calls we'll go to as well coming in at eight six six. We be big, whatever's on your mind, but.
So you were talking about it in the break. What what is it on the story that I just talked about? What is it ingrained in every man? We we there's that that side that says I think I can make it. I think I can do it. I, I don't know why. And and this is something. Keep in mind. I've rolled up to the edge of this creek since the bridge washed out, probably five times. Yeah. And backed out and left. And um, and and I thought to myself, today's the day. Yep. But why would I do I'm it? I'm gonna take her own today. Why would I do it when there's nobody there to help you? Everybody's gone. Yeah. Uh, it's not that you know I wasn't in any kind of danger. I always think, Rick, do I have time to walk out? And then I'll go. Mm-mm. Well, well, I was I will, I will say this, and and I took everything out of it and you know, all this stuff and and all that. But there was one side of me that said, foolishly, foolishly, I'll walk back to the barn, which is a long way. Okay. It's it's a thousand degrees, and you know how much covering there is in the middle of a pasture. There's a lot of shade in the middle of a pasture. Yeah. And and I will walk back to the barn, probably sixty, seventy acres, okay. Then I will drive a four wheeler or the other vehicle back here. I'll pull it out and then guess what hit me? But then you're gonna walk back again to get to it come out. back to get it. Yeah. And I thought <sighs> Rick, not good. And I thought, well, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll let the walk in the 96 degrees back. I'll let it determine whether that's going to be my plan or not. Can I tell you one Do of the you best? Do you think I went back? Can I tell you one of the best bridges Just I've seen it. out at hunting camps and farms if you have a big creek to cross where they pull an old 18-wheeler bed you know, like a flat bed in and just jam it into the banks and you mm. cross basically on the bed of an 18-wheeler. Yeah, Have you ever yeah. seen that done? I, I that have, is really cool, yeah, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and this is a small setup, so it wouldn't take much, uh, which is why we put something there that obviously we didn't realize in the rainy season will wash out like that. You uh, know, another one is you can take uh, you can take one of those uh, storage uh shipping containers you know mm-hmm. that have the doors on you know that you see on the back of an 18 wheeler you don't realize it's mm-hmm. not you can take that and cut one end of it out and you got your covered bridge How about that? And, and they don't only run they used to run you could pick them up uh, many as you wanted for three thousand dollars which you know is is a lot but for a good bridge yeah well can i've I, seen them done that way can i tell you this hmm. this is where my addiction to efficiency came back to get me because there's nothing efficient about what happened Right. But it was my attempt to stay in efficiency because this trail, and this is going to make sense to every man in this room because this is how <laughs> we think. The trail that we set up, the way it used to be is you would go in to check your cameras. I'm trying to see if you can see it in your minds, and then stop at that creek. There was no trail. Turn all the way around, come back, retrace where you've been, go all the way back out of the woods, back out into the pasture, all across the pasture, all the way to the other end of the property, then get on that road and then start checking the cameras that are really not that far from you. So we cut a new road that now says you can do this all in a circle and come all the way. You yeah. can get, you can go this way through the property. Or yeah. You can go this way. Yeah, you need a circle. Well, my mind kept thinking I need to check those two cameras and I've got to go all the way back around to get to them. If this this road was operating the way it's supposed to, this is the efficient way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, well, the creek's not full of water, and it's not that big. Of course, it's a little steeper on each side than, than I, I counted on. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Why didn't I just simply get out, get a stick, get step in it, walk down in there and, the, and see how soft it is, see, yeah. if, see if it's firm enough? Yeah, but you can't do it for the whole creek. 
And uh, there might be a spot in there. Yeah, Rick, you got to put you some sackcrete in the bottom. No, we'll there. we'll get it done. But I, what I, the question yeah. is, why didn't I just simply back out? Get leave. That quick drive. That's the key. Why did I do that? And how, how many times did you I? You didn't s- want the creek to defeat you. Well, how many times? <laughs> but it did. It did. But you know what I did? You, right. could, look, you could have a draw, or yeah. you could have a loss. You could have a loss. But you here, had a loss. But Greg, here's the thing that we tried to teach uh, all men: know this too. When I was about, I'd already come all the way out of the woods. And I was about a quarter of the way into the pasture in the open Alabama August sun. That's and it was hot. beating my fat self hard. I was teaching Rick. Yeah, you learned something, didn't you? And, I, and every time I would be sweaty and I'd feel another roll of sweat go down through the crack of my rear end, I would say, well, Rick, that's what happens when you do stupid things. Are you learning right now? I bet next time you'll yeah. do different. <laughs> hey, Rick, right now when you're thinking to yourself, did I drink enough water? Are you, are you, are you, are you learning? Are you learning about trying stupid things? <laughs> I taught Rick all the way back to that barn. Yeah. And Rick learned. You think Rick, Rick would do it? Rick, No, Rick you, won't try And you know again. how we like to punish ourselves when we do something stupid? Yeah, I did. It starts by talking down to yourself. Oh, I, my first thing I did when I hit is I said, you can't even. Because now, Ryan a, Greenwood carried it to a new level where he'd do physical right, violence right. against himself, mm-hmm. and yeah, especially that's, his hair. That's like mental problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah, where yeah, it yeah, draws that, the line. Remember, that's when we start getting calls of people wanting to help him who work in the psychiatric field. <laughs> but, but, Greg, here's what I said. Greg, as soon as it bogged down, I, also, I think I can save it. You know, that's that delusional thing you do first. Oh, I got a second. I got it. I almost got up. And I back. You think, for some reason, we think if I put it in reverse and go back and come back down, yeah. I got it. And you, well, now you can't even make it back to where but you originally the pro- were. Yeah, but the problem was it's, it's the rear end is down. That's yeah, the problem. And those tires are spinning, but you can have you can have eight wheels if we're spinning with nothing on it. It wasn't a four-wheel drive? Oh, you it couldn't was. pull it out with the front? No, well, mm-hmm. the, I couldn't get it. You I have a winch get, on I, it? I couldn't get No, I didn't. And that you one, know what? That's another thing. When well, you my, see somebody with a winch, they you mean know business. they mean business. Well, then you this, try anything. How about this? This particular cart doesn't mean business. I didn't mean business, and I tried to do something that required meaning business, yeah. and I wouldn't mean I didn't mean yep. business. Oh, yep. when's the game changer? Oh yeah, you I ha- try anything. Well, see, that. I had you it. know that portable one I got for Father's Day. Yeah. I have used that thing about six times, and it is I like awesome. That thing. No, I needed it. I, all I, I keep, thought about. I keep forgetting to put a jacket over it. I need to do that. We, we, I don't, I don't one think with me when it's kind of, ninety. You don't have we have a card that has a winch on it, but it's dead as a wedge. It doesn't work. I mean, the the winch does. The card itself doesn't. So I don't know why I even ever agreed to get another cart without a winch. Well, how but, much but, work are you going to have to do on this one now that it's been underwater for a while? I know. Hey, buddy. But anyway, so so when it stopped. You're to get his grease gun out on it. Hey, let me ask you something. I mean, steps is it from the back back to the barn? He like that, He's laughing so hard. So anyway, so I said, you can't have I thought I could have something. Then, and you know this one, Greg. I've learned this one from you and what Bubba said. Then I started what I call my repetitive stupids. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Stupid, so stupid, <clears throat> st- you stupid. What, you, or what is your problem? You know, they're, 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 I mean, you get on yourself. Are you just so stupid? Why, why would you not? You're, the day's over. You're just checking cameras now. What are you doing? Why did you create more hassle for yourself? Try not see what happened is I tried to not hassle myself and I only end up hassling. Right. You know, That's I tried. Exactly what happened. There's a time when you realize that this. Can, I'm sorry this has frustrated you, Rick, with your weird efficiency thing. This is a problem. This creek is a problem. Until you resolve this problem, this efficient move through the through, through your cameras isn't going to work. Back your cart out and either go back around and look at them or just go home and don't look at those cameras. <coughs> why, why are you doing this, Rick? You Rick, could enjoy you the had, ride. I thought you had Moultrie Mobile. You just look at it from well, the house. That's what I said a minute ago. I got two of those, but I've got I've got I've got about four cameras that are just old school. Well, you got to update. I know. Well, I, I don't have old money like you, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin in Jackson, Missouri. Kevin, go ahead. Hey, Rick. I know why you did that creek crossing when you did it. Why? 
because there wasn't anybody around to watch you do something stupid. <laughs> you could have kept it a secret. You're right. But That's you wanted to entertain all of us with yep. your story, yep. so you shared. Well, you are 100% right, Kevin. I, I, I literally was in my truck trying to find a positive, and all of a sudden I thought, you know what, we need a lot harder, a lot harder story tomorrow. Especially when the whole first hour was on the fact that we're all going, that this country is over. So it, it was good. It was good to have something to throw out there. You know what? We, everything about what we do for a living today was a hassle. Today was problematic. You know what you start thinking? Great story for tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I know it. So, I know it. Kevin, At least I got some. Uh, Kevin, tell me you benefited from it, please. So I, I can feel. Oh, I've been a, I've, yes, I've benefited from it. And, you know, unfortunately, I've been right there with you before, too. Why, why do we let that 12 year old boy say, man, let's do it? We can do this. I mean, we know better than that. Look, is there gray in my beard? Because I didn't act like there was. I've done it, too. I know. Richard. Larger equipment than you got. I know. Richard uh, in the gump. Go ahead. Stupid is as stupid does. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) You are so right. North Florida. Dennis, go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, buddy. How you doing today? Good. We're great. Good. Listen. Not only did I have a 12-year-old and myself say that, but I had a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old and a backhoe, full-size backhoe that was left over the weekend when they were doing my septic tank. And in the back of the house, they were cutting down the, the trees where the pow, where the, uh, along the power lines. So they were mulching it for me, and I'm using a wheelbarrow, and the 10-year-old, my, the, my son, says, Hey, why don't we use the backhoe? And I've never dri- driven one before. So I go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, no. So I got the 10-year-old, the 12-year-old, and me oh. with the 12-year-old with the backhoe, lift it, and it's easy. I'm bringing it to the drive. I'm, everything's going good. And we're zipping around in the back. Oh, let's go out there. So I go, and I go to cross this creek. No. Yep. So And it was the same thing, kind of dry. And the... The back, the full size backhoe now is stuck in the stuck and and, mm. and tilting over. Oh no, Dennis! And it doesn't belong to you. That it doesn't belong to you. I know, I know, I know. Uh, now, 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 I'm on a Sunday. They're coming back Monday, and I got a full size backhoe on its side. Oh, on its side. <laughs> on its side, the, the front wheel sunk into the to the muck, and it just flipped. Yeah, that's horrible. You, you got but, but it was real slow. So I got, the, I said, "Get off, get off." So I'm going sideways, and I, I got off, and then I'm looking at him. And I said, "Geez, did I just listen to the ten-year-old and the twelve-year-old and my own twelve-year-old self do this? Now I got to get a wrecker out there." Oh, oh my God! Did you think about taking the the digging arm on the back and using it to prop it up and get out? But I think you missed the part where he said, "And I've never driven a backhoe before." <laughs> but I thought I not only not only would I go take pick up he's this mulch, a, he's with, got a giant arm on the back. He that's could a use quite it to pull it out. <laughs> but, but all of a sudden, he's become the guy that's going everywhere on it. <laughs> yeah, pass on the creek. Uh, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two men who warned you that soccer would destroy the country. Rick and Bubba. It's eight minutes to the top. Will of Meat still to come today on the Rick and Bubba show. Be listening for that. Uh, all right, so we're updating, believe it or not, 
trying to follow the Kanye West presidential run. Bubba, there, there appears to be another update. Um, I can't follow the whole timeline. Uh, I guess I'm just going to, I'm going to just say goodbye to everything we said prior to this. Okay. Y'all want to just do that? Y'all want to just go back and say, all right, let's just act like we're starting now. <laughs> because what we've been through you have to clean the slate. Doesn't, doesn't make any hmm. sense. Kanye West hinted that his presidential oh, campaign, which means it, it's still on. I guess. All right, so I'm just going to act like on the again, da- off again. I'm just going to act like the day that his campaign manager said this is over. I'm going to act like that didn't happen. I guess I'm going to act like that somebody did 600 signatures. It was the same person, yeah, right, on, right, the, obviously. That, that he can't get in on all the ballots. Yeah, change the way you do your eye. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's saying that his presidential campaign is designed. And Bubby, you make a point on this. You might want to make it on the air now to spoil former Vice President Joe Biden's bid to unseat uh, President Trump. Uh, um, if you are running a spoiler <laughs> campaign, isn't part of that not telling everybody what you, you're doing? You would think, right. Bubba, Bubba. I don't know if you announced that's what I'm doing because right. it kind of hurts your right. I'll be honest with you, ability think, to pull that off. I right. think Kanye's just on a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of forethought to it. Yep. I don't think there's really a lot of post-thought to it. Mm-mm. I think he's just doing what he does, and he's got enough money to do it. Kanye West and a Forbes editor were exchanging messages Thursday, so that's yesterday, following reports that Republican activists were helping get the billionaire hip-hop star on the ballot in multiple states to help Trump's reelection and siphon votes away from Biden. When asked about the motivation for his 2020 ambitions, now this is important. I've been I've been wanting to ask this question. He he replied that he was walking rather than running. Said he's walking toward the White House, not running. Okay, all right, all right, okay, buddy. Um, he was asked. He he's filed paperwork to get on ballot in eight states. That won't win. Not enough to meet the Electoral College threshold of 270. That'd be a little tough. When confronted with those numbers and the idea that his effort would serve as a Biden spoiler, Wes reportedly texted back, now we're in a texting interview with Forbes magazine, I'm not going to argue with you. When asked again about hurting Biden's campaign, I'm not denying it. I just told you, he replied. Uh, He also tweeted in late July that he could beat Biden well, I better not read that exact quote. That may come out the wrong way. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> Rick, just look ahead before you start reading something. Um, but anyway, um, and, and I know it wasn't meant to be that way, but I'm just not going to say that in this room. Um, so uh, so anyway, they, then they go back to the July 4th tweet, which we remember it. We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God. Agree with that. Unifying our vision. Okay. Building our future. I'm running for president. That was back on July 4th. We remember that. But then there's been the he's not running, he is running, he's not running, and now apparently he still is. So this story, I guess our update, I'm going to try, see if I have it right, that our update is he knows he can't win because you can't get 270 by only being in eight states. No, no, the math, this doesn't happen there, Rick. And I know math's not important to people right. anymore. It's just mere numbers, but it won't work. But he, th- won't work. But he thinks that he can get out and cause enough some problems in some of these states to, to help Trump beat Biden, right? 
I mean, that's what I mean. That's what this. Rick, I, I'm just not going to speculate on the motivation right. here. Uh, right. That's um. Well, I mean, may, maybe. Look, I if he wants to get in there and and stir a little and, and he wants to be H. Ross Perot. Right. The um, <laughs> you remember, you remember little H. Different. Ross? Yeah, a little different. <laughs> I mean, he was actually. Look I at mean, his chart, Rick. I mean, pro I had pulled the, in some votes. I no, had the he numbers. Did. He did. I had the numbers right here. You know, I'm crazy. They say I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. do, do you remember when? <laughs> like a mouse. Do you remember when Dana Carvey would do his impression oh. of Perot? <laughs> throw his head back. His head back. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite skits on Saturday Night Live oh, was I know when you, I know what you're going to say. He was doing Ross Perot, and he took the admiral, yeah. his vice president candidate, out for a ride. And told him to look at a deer and pushed him out of the car and took off. And it was the same car scene they did Toots the Driving yeah, Cat. Well, yeah. But it was Dana Carvey. I'm, Rick, I, I thought I lost a lung back then. You yeah. know what? Yeah, because that was when he had the Admiral and he tried to do a debate. Yeah, well, he, 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 he chose he the Admiral as his VP and he couldn't hear. Bless his heart. He needed to hear. God aid. love him. And he got in that debate and his hearing aid went out and he couldn't hear a thing. He just kept nodding at everybody. Right. You remember that? Yes. And so this, you remember he kept fooling with it and he couldn't get it to work? Yeah. Oh, no, I remember it vividly. And then Saturday they, Night Live had no fun with that at all. Look, and it and look, oh, Rick, <laughs> yeah. give me a little audio. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know just if we can. Yeah, it's just a okay. gift. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the, um, and really, I mean, uh, Ross Perot, who had some beef with the Bush family, uh, did all that just to throw George Bush into a handle, and it did. It cost. It made him a one-term president. If he doesn't run, Daddy Bush gets a second term. There is no first Bill Clinton term. <clears throat> and Ross Perot changed that vote. How about them? He threw it off just enough. Well, I know the Democrats said, I know you can't make time work this way, but we would probably been okay with the last four years of Bill Clinton never happening. But the first four. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kept the first <laughs> right. So there you go. So Kanye West is back in and is running. He knows. He knows. Remember his charts, Rick? Yeah. Remember all his charts he had? <laughs> I love his charts. I love his charts. <laughs> Top of the hour. If you leave us, have a good weekend. Don't Greg, forget. look at this chart right here. Look at this. Don't forget Rick and Bubba University, the podcast this weekend. Our guest, Herschel Walker. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Warning. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant dudes. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Six and a half minutes past the hour. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, it is Rick and Bubba. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler are all in the mix. And welcome back for a brand new hour, 26 and a half years. 
Right there on mic number one, Bill Bubba Buzzy. The Rick and Bubba Show is a federally protected trademark. We just thought you'd want to know. Thank you so All much, Ken. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is so true. Yeah, sorry, So Ken. true, and thank you, Ken, for announcing yeah, that. And that's, uh, that's always that, that, that grips trade days everywhere in fear. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, another hour is ready to go. Hey! What? What? Will of Meat. Bubba, we think, found only here on the Rick and Bubba show. I, I wish Greg would teach me some of those runs, you know? Yeah, he can. I mean, I mean I, I've only really got one go-to. That's the old uh, rifleman yeah. thing when they're about to break his sword. <laughs> you agree, though, and this would apply to anyone, I just don't see Greg having the countenance required to be a teacher of anything. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway... Um, the wonderful wheel of meat obviously has meat on the wheel. It's a big giant wheel. In case you're new to the program, you can see it here if you're watching on YouTube. It, it lights up. It's illuminated, Bubba. Let me tell you, when you found this wheel for us, my friend, you got the job done. Well, that it is a dandy, Rick. You, we set out to get a wheel like no other, and you did. And it lights up, and it's big, and it's bright, and it's full of uh, different prizes, but potential pitfalls as well. You got meat from HarryandDavid.com. <laughs> you got flowers from 1-800-Flowers.com. You got Moultrie. Uh, cameras from Moultrie and feeders from Moultrie and Buzzbox Coffee and Blaze TV and Rick and Bubba merchandise. It's all right there on the wheel, but it could be that Jaws eat you, uh, <laughs> or you could uh, not have, you know, hey, you can't have nothing. You could have that, or we, we spend Henry the Horse, which is fun for everyone, but doesn't really give anyone a prize other than laughter. So, uh, Bubba, but it you, is a dandy prize. It, it gives. Yeah, Speedy, it really gives. Speedy has the wireless mic, and he has the wheel speed. Do, do you think one day we could book maybe Henry to spin? Yes. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if Henry the horse has ever, like, actually spun or not. I don't know. But well, I don't the, recall the it. wheel's not really set up for a hoof. Yeah, well, that's true. We could, we could help that's a little. That's true. Good point. <laughs> so, uh, let's get started. Uh, let's go to uh, Travis. Out of Kentucky, Travis. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. What do you say to Speedy? Well, what a wheel! Uh, yeah. And the way we go, a big spin. Trumpy bears up there loving it. Look at that, making kids happy. Will of me. Right, let's see what happens. Up to its namesake. Meat, it is, Travis. Meat, it is. There we go. We love meat. Got me, All right, so you've got a $50 gift card from harryanddavid.com. Uh, of course, delivering those uh, delicious meats and seafood right to the door. Uh, so uh, get on hold. We'll get information from you, Travis, and you should hear from uh, Harry and David, okay? Thank you. Hey, thanks for either one of them. Make all you, yeah. <laughs> Harry or David. I, I've either noticed one. lately he's kind of been pushing off on Harry. If you know what I'm saying. Let's <laughs> let's go to. Um, <laughs> which day? We we go to Christy. Christy's in Florence, Watching Alabama. W L A Y. Christy, what do you say? Well, what a will. Yes. Sir. And away we go. And the wheel is rolling. 
Christy, have you got your eye on a particular prize today? Anything would be great. Anything. Okay. That's easy to solve. Oh, oh boy. Well, I spoke oh, too soon. No, you can't man, have nothing. Come on. No, you can't, you have, can't have nothing. You can't have nothing. Oh, Christy, I'm so sorry. Gosh, I'm mighty. Yeah, sorry, I mean, Christy. you know, she thought she could have it. She never thought she could have That might be on you, Rick. Well, maybe I should have said nothing. You're right. Uh, let's go to uh, Ryan. Kentucky is dominating today. Uh, Ryan also what? in Kentucky. Hey, Ryan. that he's running a spoiler campaign against Joe Biden. That's right. We heard that. I would like to announce today I'm also running a spoiler campaign against Kanye West, who's running a spoiler campaign against Joe Biden. Oh, okay. So, oh, so, so, really? Joe Biden also kind of pigeonholed himself by announcing that his VP pick will be a woman and a person of color. Now, I don't want to pigeonhole, pigeonhole myself too much, but my VP will be also a woman, little person of color, Who's also dyslexic and has a limp? It's gonna be great. We'll see who it is. Back out to the pasture. <laughs> you kind of pigeonholed yourself a little bit there. No animal. Yeah. Uh, ah. Ah, That's it. Bubba, winded there. Bubba, Kentucky just dominates. Wow. More Kentucky. Steven in, like a basketball what tournament in Kentucky. Yes. What do you say? Wow, what a wheel. Uh, yes, sir. The Bluegrass State checking in. I'm telling you. Dominating the wheel today. Uh, come on, baby. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> buzz box, buzz box, buzz box. So let me ask you this, uh, Stephen. Are you already a BuzzBox drinker? No, I'm not. Well, you are now. We got a free pound of BuzzBox coffee that'll be coming your way. Now, if you are, are already a subscriber to BuzzBox coffee, Bubba, look what the coffee of the month is. Uh, Nick, what is it? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. <laughs> you should smell it. Nicaragua. And you can uh, get this uh, to try it. We're trying a dark roast from Nicaragua. It is fantastic. And uh, that's our coffee of the month. But we're going to send you a free pound of coffee so you can try it. And join the other subscribers or just enjoy that pound uh, that is absolutely free. Okay? Uh, so let me put I'm you on good. hold. Hey, thank you for uh, playing the Will of Meat. Bubba, we got one more. Let's do one more. One Rick. more. Kim- one more for the road. Kimberly. Last is- call. Kimberly out of Trinity. Kimberly, what do you say? Wow, what a wheel. And yes. A little bit of change English up. from Mr. Speedy. A change up. It was change a stomp change. You see him stomp? <laughs> Kimberly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me, 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 me,
Oh, Kimberly, you, it was almost can't have nothing. So, uh, yeah, well, you got it done. Uh, so, HarryandDavid.com will get you a $50 gift card to enjoy those fine fillets and New York strips and lamb and five bone pork roast and uh, over 80 years of experience. And they'll get it right to your door. So uh, that'll come to you uh, probably through email, but we'll get that information from you right now, okay? Thank you. All right, thanks for listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Well, Bubba, there we go. Uh, the Will has delivered some uh, some winners today. It has uh, delivered much from Greg on the drums. Yeah, oh, yeah a lot of energy there. It is. You know what I think? I don't think Animal could have done yeah. more today. I've noticed trying to host a show with the drums playing it's like being on an obstacle course to prepare you for war. Yeah. They want to see if you can handle gunfire. Play it, Greg. Play it. Play it like you mean it. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. 21 minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Well, Bubba, we have um, we have an update, and uh, I know we haven't heard from um, Crossroads. What is it, uh, from Owens Crossroads? Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we haven't heard Jenkins. Jenkins in a long, long time. But you know, uh, you know, we we tend to sometimes Jake. in our little society do a shoot ready aim when it comes to products, and you know the obsession over cannabis. Could it be cannabis? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bub also, I'm, I'm if Talking I'm not about the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Um, the long leaf hole. You're right. That's Dubich. the one. The the king's grass. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big chief. That's <laughs> one of them good ones. <laughs> so, uh, so old lefty. <laughs> but anyway, Savannah gold. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh red bud. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Nacho's best friend. Um, well, this is this, this is not good. If you're a cannabis person, this is not good. Well, if you've seen the way that uh, hydroxychloroquine has been uh, demonized, demonized yeah. because it was bad for your heart, supposedly, even though we've been prescribing it for sixty five years. They give it out like M and M's. Some countries, it's over the counter. Did you know that butter beans are good for your heart? Yes, they are. The more you eat, they absolutely are. Yeah. The better mm. you feel. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the um, Rick disturbing news today. Disturbing. Uh, who, who would have thought this? That cannabis is now bad for your heart. Doctors cannabis. warn using the drug can trigger heart attacks and strokes. So. Are we going to follow the same line of thinking with it that we did with hydroxychloroquine? I will, with zero hesitation, I'm going to tell you that the the, the war on hydroxychloroquine will look strangely different than the war on cannabis. <laughs> yeah, I bet it will. Even though it's, it we're will. getting reports that both could be bad for your heart. They say that chemicals inside the drug can cause heart rhythms uh, to beat abnormally. Within an hour, the toxins can alter blood pressure, heart rate, and inflammation. Now, Rick, here's the thing. We just, this is what I don't get. And, and help me, okay, because I'm not that smart. You mm-hmm. have to explain things to me. Right. We demonized. We went after the tobacco industry with oh. lawsuits. Oh. We had study after study after study that showed smoking was bad for your lungs, bad for your heart, oh, yeah. all the above. Mm-hmm. 
And about the time we started phasing out smoking, you couldn't smoke. Mm. We didn't want you to have it. We demonized it. We made it harder to get. We took it out of movies, all this stuff. We had a rise of people wanting to smoke cannabis on the other side, and it was considered all good and fine. I never understood that. I've got this crazy idea that sucking smoke into your lungs that were designed to breathe oxygen into your system is probably bad. It doesn't matter if you're burning a tobacco leaf, a cannabis leaf, a maple leaf, straw, anything. Uh, Anything you're burning that creates smoke probably shouldn't go into your lungs that was created to bring oxygen out of the atmosphere. Now, that's just me. Okay? Well, Bubba, I'm not a doctor Well, Bubba, anyway. the American Heart Association actually agrees with you. Right. They reviewed the available evidence, and they now are uh, uh, recommending to, that we should avoid smoking cannabis to protect the heart. Listen to this. In a scientific statement. Bubba, what do we hear all the time these days? To follow what? Follow the science. Follow it. Mm-hmm. In, the, in a scientific statement, it said, are you ready? Bubba's point, you asked the question, here's the answer. They said smoking cannabis has some of the same harms as tobacco, which is known to be the leading cause of death worldwide. There it is. In a scientific statement, the American Heart Association Hmm. have just said smoking tobacco, smoking cannabis, Equally bad for the heart. Vaping, any of that stuff. Mm. Anything. Uh, look, if you want, if cannabis makes your rope stronger, that's fine. But just don't be sucking the smoke in your lungs. Bubba, you rope. know what they're saying? See if it sounds uh, similar to hydroxychloroquine. Have you, you ready for this? Hey, uh, have, you a, have you a pint of milk that's fresh from the udder that's unpasteurized? Yeah, all that's fine. Yeah, go go see your midwife if you want to, if that's your thing. That's what you like. I'd leave the cannabis alone. Listen mm-hmm. to this, Bubba. Research has shown, see if this sounds familiar, that the drug may have health benefits, but, that smelly subject, but, smoking (laughs) cannabis has been linked with a slew of damaging heart problems. That's right. If you you want some of the quote-unquote positive things that this can do, you need to get the THC in a pill form Mm -hmm. and do it under a doctor who is prescribing it and watching the outcome. Uh, the science you know, for, is saying for getting rid of uh, nausea that that goes with uh, chemotherapy <clears> and some <throat> of that stuff. It absolutely works. But now, if you just want to burn a good one, tear down one, that's a whole another deal. Mm-hmm. The the scientific research we hold here in our hands. Follow the science, Rick. Says that's what Fauci said. Yeah, if you want to try to find the health benefits in another way, to Bubba's point, fine. But smoking it is bad for your heart. Wow, Fauci, what do you think about that one? <laughs> I love off mic. So the next time somebody says, "Yes, hydroxychloroquine may have some health benefits, but it could it could harm your heart," say you mean like cannabis? Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to hear from Owens Crossroads. We hadn't heard from Owens. I don't have to big jinx. So I made a I made a big plea. Or jinx, mom. The last Either one, uh, probably last month or two. Whenever mm-hmm. we went on, uh, we were doing best ofs. Mm-hmm. I actually played one of his best ofs and and. 
before I started playing it, I made a plea for him or his mom to call the show mm-hmm. and let us know how he's doing. Big right. jinx. Nothing. And I have heard nothing. Well, he's somebody been, said he's been out there plowing his cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. Somebody. Well, said, well, that's why he's not calling. He, he, he might have right been midwife meeting. He might have been <laughs> injured trying to get a really fresh drink of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real. We heard it was a terrible accident. She yeah. can't imagine why he had called. <laughs> the heifer, the heifer kicked him right where he came. Oh, oh Bessie slipped. <laughs> Yeah, it's about as fresh as you can get right there. There you go, um, buddy. So, Jinx, we want to hear from you. Come Jinx. on, Jenkins. Oh, Hadn't heard from you in a while. Jinx. Owen's oh, Crossroads. I, what if we were playing Could It Be Cannabis? And I said, causes major heart problems just like cigarettes. Mm. Could, Could it be, be cannabis? Remember we used to play that? Mm. Yep. Yeah. That was a good old days. That's yeah, back yeah. when Jinx liked us. Hung out with Jinx. Okay? I think Jinx. he still likes us. Nah, he um, he I just think that I'm he's busy Jinx. and hadn't had a chance he's to. What is he busy doing, you think? Farming. Farming. Farmers. I'm a farmer. He's a farmer. He works hard. And mm-hmm. working on behalf of midwives. That takes a lot of time. I, I mean, mid- I, midwifery. Look, I want to hear from him. Midwifery. Not to make fun of him. I want to hear from him. I want to make fun of him. I know you do, Greg. That's why he's not calling. Right. Look, I, look, oh, I, 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 mid- <laughs> look, I went with Jenkins on the midwives, if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to be in the hospital with all the gauges and doctors I can have. But if you want to do it out in a barn somewhere, I don't care. Mm-mm. Get you one of them doulas. It's on you. Huh? Get you one of them doulas. You heard of them? <laughs> what? They're like they're kind of like that. They Is that say, another name for weed, Greg? I'm no, confused. It's, it's I thought like you were talking about pot again. It's like a midwife, but they're just. Yeah, you ain't never heard of a doula. No, I, I haven't. Y'all looked that up. I've heard of Abdullah. Yeah, I think he run the ball for Nebraska last I saw. <laughs> and then the lines. What are you talking about a doula? It's like a. Uh, person that assists with birth is kind of—I don't know. Well, is that—is that above midwife or below? I don't know. I have to look it up. Calm have down, you ever thought Greg. about why the name midwife is kind of—that's kind of an God. odd name, yeah, don't you is. think? For the, really, Somebody could misinterpret it. By definition, think about what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shouldn't it be like a mid nurse? Yeah. Somewhere Abraham's going. Yeah, you can get real confused about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. HelloFresh.com, man. I'm gonna tell you what, people are going crazy over this, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because they, they, how about this? They're sending it right to your door. Uh, delicious meals. Their chefs put all the recipes together. There's 22 different chef curated recipes every week to choose from, and they've got everything. You try to do a little better. They got low calorie. This is also work. You're trying to lose a little weight. Let the chef. Prepare delicious meals, and the calorie count's already done for you. Uh, or you can get family-friendly options. You can do a gourmet feast. Uh, they have little taste tours that are great. Uh, these are wonderful meals. The prepping is simple because uh, each uh, meal is in an individual bag with all the ingredients you need. All you do is prepare it, and you do prepare it. So it's fresh. It's right on the table. It takes about 20 minutes. They can do it contactless. How about this? It's 40% lower than what it would cost you if you put these meals together one by one at the grocery store. Uh, also, they have the right amount of the ingredients you need, so you don't have a lot of waste either. So uh, HelloFresh.com, America's number one meal kit, comes directly to the door. We get you $80 off with the promo code Bubba for your first shipment, and your shipping will be free as well. Uh, go to RickandBubba.com under the sponsors or HelloFresh.com directly, but take that promo code with you, Bubba, to get $80 off the first order and free shipping. All right, so Joe Biden, uh, uh, back Chuck again. Graham, Let's show State me Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. 
Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Uh, so, <laughs> and Bubba, think that's nothing compared to now. Nothing. Because uh, at least then he was making mistakes and he sounded like he kind of had his faculties, but... Um, it's he sad. tried to save it with making everybody else stand up. Yeah, that was that was quick because you don't have we're, that. We're anymore. all standing up for you, pal. <laughs> hey, all right, pal. Let, let's go to you the know. quote yesterday. Uh, the, every time they let Joe talk, it's uh, it, it it's turning out to be um, you know some some PR uh, that goes along with it. This is when he was making uh, comments about the uh, diversity uh, in the Latin American community. Uh, and then makes a comment about the African-American community that's got him in trouble today. Here's the original comment, um, and uh, uh, courtesy of wherever Adler found it. Are you here. going to re-engage with Cuba, though? I mean, I'm, I'm specifically wondering about, you know, the Florida yes. communities that are, in, in, you know, yes. incredibly interested in, in the Cuba issue um, and see yes. uh, status given to Venezuelans while Cubans are being deported. The answer so are, is you yes, I'm going to engage. Yes. Yes. And by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You go to Florida, you find a very different attitude about immigration in certain places than you do when you're in Arizona. So it's a very different, a very diverse community. Well, that that went over like a lead balloon. And so he, what he's so, saying, what he's saying is, and I hope that the African American community is listening, mm-hmm. because this is what we've been saying all along. The African American community, has, and and there are African Americans that are standing up and calling this as clear as they can. Uh, you'll hear Herschel Walker talk about it this weekend. The Democratic Party looks at the African American community and says they belong to us because they're not very diverse in the way they see things. <laughs> and, and 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 we've got them all sitting there as as a monolith, uh, and uh, anybody. And there's, I mean, there's some exceptions. Well, in there. remember, there, there's some black people that don't vote Democrat, but for the most part, they all think alike. Remember I mean, that's really told, what Biden uh, said. Remember what he told the Breakfast Club. Said, oh, yes. You know, if you're not, he basically said, if you're not Democrat, you're not black. Well, he yeah. did say that literally. So he's tried to walk this back today, and uh, I guess now, that, now does anybody think he's the one actually typing this on Twitter? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, it says this. Yeah. Here's what he says today. Twitter? What's that? Earlier today, I made some comments about diversity in the African-American and Latino communities that I want to clarify. In no way did I mean to suggest the African-American community is a monolith, not by identity, not on issue, issues, not at all. Throughout my career, I've witnessed a diversity of thought, background, and sentiment within the African-American community. But you didn't say that yesterday. You said there is no diversity in thought, with, except for a few notable exceptions. Isn't that right. what he said? Yeah. Uh, it's the diversity that makes our workplaces, communities, and country a better place. I agree. My commitment to you is this. I will always listen. I will never stop fighting for the African-American community, and I will never stop fighting for a more equitable future. But you know what this is saying? This is like me saying on the show one day that I prefer to wear black workout shoes. Mm-hmm. And then I put out on Twitter, I in no way intended to mean that that I prefer black workout shoes over any other. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, I, I believe that really there's other colors that are as good, if not better. And everybody said, but yesterday you said you thought the black workout shoes were the, were the king of all of it. It's like he just said, I know I said this yesterday, but I didn't mean what I said. Hmm. 
because you you said there was no diversity, right? Very little, with, with, except for a few notable exceptions. But unlike the African American community, the Latino community is very diverse. That's exactly what you said. And now you put out on Twitter what I didn't mean what I said. I don't even know why when he was answering that because obviously he was talking. Yeah, I don't even. You know, the day before he was dealing with the National Association of Black Journalists, mm-hmm. and apparently this was a setup with uh, some Latino-based uh, operation because they were talking about issues that face a lot of Latinos, the Cuban thing in Florida. I don't even know why he mentioned that. Couldn't he just say that there's a diverse? Yeah opinion and a lot of the community yeah. about the Cuba and other issues and immigrant. I mean, why did he even throw in the African, the, the African American or black tell, community? Why tell, did he even bring that can up? Can I tell you why? Because that's what he really thinks. Yeah. He's, you know, what he's saying for, he, he also needs went split political strategy. He just said, look, we got the overwhelming majority of the black community, but we're gonna have a tough time getting the, the, the entire Latino community. They're a little, they're a little tougher. That's what what he was saying. That's what he's saying. Yeah. And 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 the comment Bubba said that he made to the Breakfast Club when he said, "Well, you know, if you don't vote for me, you're not you're not black." Mm-hmm. Guys, can't look. We all can reason. All right, we can reason. Can't you tell that the Democratic thinks that the black community belongs to them, and they think that there's not much diversity of thought, and and anybody who has a diversity of thought they deem as not being black anymore. Can't you see that? I mean, Joe Biden is, you know what he's saying? He's saying what the Democratic Party believes. Yeah. This is not difficult to figure out. It'd be one thing if he said one thing in passing one day that didn't seem, you're like, what did yeah, he say? Seemed out of place. Seemed out of place. These are comments he keeps yeah. making over and over again. Yeah. So, um, but, but on the Twitter, whoever typed this out for him, he's now saying, I said <laughs> yesterday there was very little, if any, diversity except for a few notable exceptions in the African-American community. But today I want you to know I've witnessed diversity just all through it. Well, but you, you just said yesterday you didn't see that. When did you see it? Overnight? I mean, it's, this is bizarre. If, look, if you are just someone who says, I really believe the Democratic Party is the best for this country and my personal view of this country, I prefer the way – the Democrats see it. That's fine. That That's what this – I would disagree with you on some points. You would disagree with me on some points. That's fine. But this notion, and this is where you have to watch when they start treating us all as little groups and you better stay inside your group. you got to be careful, though, when they take any group of people in our country and and say, well, this group of people must behave this way. And you belong to us, and without us, you can't make it. Without us, uh, others are going to get you. Uh, no, this country has got some things that have happened throughout its history that we certainly have to work through, and everybody's situation can be unique, different, more difficult, less difficult, and, and a smoother ride, access to certain things that other people don't have access to, certainly. However, we're in a point right now, this country, if you let it be set up the way that it is designed – Everybody can maximize their God-given potential. And if you, if you start allowing any political party, I'm talking about any of them, to take any group of people and say this group of people has no diversity and they're with us and they'll always be with us, except for maybe a few notable 
uh, differences. But in, in overall, they belong to mm-hmm. us. That that almost makes you think that some of these, and I've, I've heard Herschel Walker talks about this in the podcast. The I've big heard, dog. I've heard other African American conservatives say the same thing. You know this 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 kind of inconvenient past of the way the Democratic Party has looked at the African American community. You know, there's some pretty glaring things there. Uh, the wrong side of segregation. Mm-hmm. You know, the wrong side of slavery. Uh, you know, and 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 the you can just look at it over and over again. Is this just a new version of what they've always done? Yeah. I mean, you you can't. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not doing much to keep you from thinking that. Let's just right. Say, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're making it easy. Easy to believe the worst. Yeah. So listen, here's Biden again. On, on the if record. you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. <laughs> okay. Guys. And I'll go back to what he said yesterday. We all wish that was an unfair edit, but it's not. I mean, I feel bad for you. And I feel said? bad for a lot of people that hear that. And I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm. I'm somewhat disbelief, but but I'm not. Yeah. Forty years, Joe has been in a high position in our government, but he just hasn't got it done. He needs four more as president. We'll be back. Fourteen minutes to the top. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Nine minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba show. All right, uh, so coming up, Jim Libertor will be with us. Outdoor Channel, Sportsman's Channel, World Fishing Network, and um, Guns and Ammo. I mean, the list goes on and on, the number of organizations he's involved with in, involving hunting and fishing. Well, they've got a new project. It's involving the first ever major motion picture uh, that revolves around hunting. He said, uh, doesn't recall it's ever been done before. Uh, we'll talk to him about that and how you can be part of that. Uh, if you would be excited to see a, a movie like that come to the big screen, we'll talk to him next hour about that. Bubba, we continue, uh, and I hate to, it's like I'm going to wear this out. Let's talk to the adults in the room here. We're going to have to step up, and we're going to have to save this country. Hmm. Uh, I think it, I think we really have gotten to this point. Now, remember, uh, we heard from Teen Vogue earlier in the show today about doing away with private property. Uh, we've seen the let's dissolve the NRA uh, because of you know they're they're evil, they're horrible. Uh, we have this going on. Um, you know, let's uh, healthcare for everybody, college for everybody. Uh, keep in mind, it only takes a generation to turn a country around, and most of that generation we send off to college where th- people like this are teaching. Now, we've already had one earlier. Now, remember, these are the people that are teaching your kids that you're going into debt over yep. uh, to try to give them an education. Uh, as everybody know about Professor I- – I don't uh, know this last name, and I'm afraid to try it um, – S-N-E-D-I-K. K-E-R, Snedeker. Does that sound right? <laughs> I'll go with that. I like that name. <laughs> he teaches philosophy of religion. Hmm. Uh, boy, I tell you, I, wouldn't, wouldn't you love to have him uh, mm-hmm. there at UC Santa Barbara? Oh, my goodness. 
Um, well, we've all talked about time machines here on the program before. Yep. Yeah, we have. Uh, and he said John that Teeter. he said that he would like. <laughs> now, this is a professor. Your child's there. You're going in debt. You don't know how you're going to pay for it. I mm-hmm. mean, and I bet in California, this oh, has got yeah. a dandy price tag. Oh, sure, on. it ain't one that like one of these cheap ones mm-hmm. on the East Coast. No, he uh, he said uh, that he would like to get in a time machine, and if he had the opportunity to get in the time machine, uh, he would go back two thousand years and kill Jesus. Um. He he said, I, I would find and assassinate Jesus of Nazareth. There it is. Um, well, bless his heart. It just shows a great under, uh, lack of understanding on his part. He he wouldn't be able to do that if he wanted to. Well, I'm going to go. Does, does he realize that? All, no. All Jesus not. would have to do is look at him and stop his heart from beating. It would be over. I, know, I, know, I mean, I know. I know. It, he it, could put his hand up and melt that gun. What are you talking about? But here's the part that's even weirder. Obviously, he doesn't believe in the deity of Jesus. Right. Okay. Right. He just thinks he was some madman that that developed this huge. And thinks following. if he could stop him, that it would do away with modern day uh, Christianity, but which can, he obviously blames for a lot of the ills in the world, yeah, except for the fact that that you know that it was Christians <laughs> that stopped slavery, but and but, a lot of other things, a lot of other were well, the ones that were really Christians that said we can't continue to justify this. But 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 here's the thing: the weird part about it is, does he not know the history of what happened to Jesus? Uh, the people did. He was assassinated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now we. Right. Now, he, capital, he was a victim of capital punishment. <laughs> right. Doesn't he say he wanted to do it before all yeah. the. He wanted oh, yeah. to do it before right. his ministry started. I got you. He wants yeah. to take him out. Like, he doesn't want John the Baptist to ever see him. Right. right. And right. declare, and behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Right. All right, so he wants to. You know, I, I don't want to call it this guy's demon possessed, but that may be that may be the case here, guys. I want you to know you that. You may have old Legion showing up again. Here's a person who has a job at a university. That says he would assassinate the person of Jesus before his earthly ministry ever started, mm. because Jesus's wow. earthly ministry is a problem. Yeah. Now yeah. all the other things going on that 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 go against everything <laughs> that Jesus stood for—that's not the problem. It's, <laughs> right. it's all these right. confounded. Uh, now, like, well, like what? Well, let's see. Don't cheat. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't take what's not yours. Treat everybody the same. Right. Um, be content. Golly, that's some wicked yeah. stuff, man. I mean, make sure that huh? doesn't get out. Man. Hey, we got to stomp that out, man. <laughs> and you man. know what he means by this. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is that yeah. thing where there's certain things that God says are in his design, and the fallen creation has damaged these things, and he demands a certain standard of marriage, a, a certain standard of, as we mentioned, little, little Timmy wants Love to be able time. to do whatever we – now, Tim, Timbo. I've, I just I love you, man, and I want you to know that I love you, and I can only love you through Jesus because I don't think it could be done any other way. But <laughs> I, w- I want you to know that the day is coming, and I love you enough to tell you this: that you will bend your knee, not in protest of of, of law enforcement. You 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 will bend your knee. Which think about right now, this? I how know. we've got it backwards right, right, right now. I know. You know, and you will confess with your mouth, where we all can hear you, that Jesus Christ is Lord. We're all going to do that, Rick Burgess included. But so are you, Tim. And uh, and somebody needs to love Tim enough to say, "Look, I thought I'd walk this back. I, I don't know about this." So it continues. Now we get to economics. Well, it's it's just craziness. It's what you know what it, it is. Well, you know what signature that is. Oh sure. Economics professor at Ohio University says he's being censored uh, by the angry radical left faculty who won't let him teach anything that's anti-Marxism. Hello. Mm, wow. 
So he wants to – look, I would be okay. We say this all the time about creationism. We say this about evolution. We're saying we don't mind our kids being in a classroom where everything's taught, yep. the good and the bad and the ugly, but we don't want it to be taught with slants on it. Exactly. So he's saying I teach economics. I think I have to show that there's uh, – those of you who think Marxism is so wonderful, I'd like to also show there's bad sides to Marxism. Well, Rick, he yeah. points out that there's several classes that are taught – that have an anti-capitalistic lean to it. Sure. And he's saying, to be fair, there needs to be one that shows the negative side of Marxism, yeah. but they're not wanting him to do that. Isn't that strange? I mean, even Marxism, you can't... That, you know, when you see some of these people who have come to power, some of these people that we think are absolutely igmos, okay, it, it bothers people and you get mad sometimes, but... It's the people sending them there that's the problem, not them. No, you're right. And uh, and hey, I don't know if you've seen Trump on AOC. Hey, she's a beauty. <laughs> she's a beauty. That's, that's one funny. of my favorite lines. So that he did. so oh, here's an good. economics professor that says I am being attacked because I have the audacity to suggest we also need to mix in with this part of of our education of economics the negative sides of Marxism. And he's saying that he's been vilified and censored. For even suggesting. How about when, when I had economics classes, uh, we talked about all the forms and looked at the good and bad of all of them. Bubba, do you realize you lived in a country that at one time you would be a professor saying, everybody's upset with me because I want to teach the good sides of Marxism. And I look, I had one economics professor that was insert twist on Jimmy Carter. And we used to go round and round about it. Bubba, now we're at the point where you're in trouble for trying to say Marxism is bad. There was a time you'd be in trouble for saying it was good. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station. But they should be. In the beginning, there was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness, faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again, to give the people what they really want to hear, and not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Seven minutes past the hour, and here we go. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, 26 and a half years, the Rick and Bubba Show. Uh, making a living off low expectations. Uh, proving once again that common sense is a superpower. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba all here. Welcome back. Bill Bubba Butsy. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here, and what an honor and privilege it is to uh, share a few hours with you each and every day, and we appreciate it. Well, Bubba, we have uh, Jim Libator who's with us. Now, if I went to list everything that Jim has been involved in, the show would then be over. Uh, so I'm just going to hit the ones that we probably know him best for. <laughs> and, of course, that's the Outdoor Channel, the Sportsman's Channel, World Fishing Network. Then you get into, you know, publications like Guns and Ammo. And there, there's all sorts of organizations and, that he's been involved in. But you see one running theme, and that is the great outdoors. 
And Jim Libertor joins us now on the Rick and Bubba Show. Jim, Jim, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. You know, we got to talk. Uh, By the way, we love your channels at the Hunt. Yes, camp. we do. We All do. right, keep watching. We do. Get a Nielsen box and keep watching. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We are. I do want to talk to you because one thing that we are all a little concerned about, and I think this movie is going to play a role, is, and I hear this from friends of ours that work in the industry, that we're not passing it along to the next generation the joys of the outdoors, the, the, the hunting and the, and the fishing. And, and, you know, that was a standard when we were growing up. I mean, your dad or your granddad or uncles, uh, uncles, they, they always were taking kids out into the outdoors, teaching us, uh, you know, what it was like. Some of my best memories uh, growing up with my father revolve and my grandfather around fishing and hunting. And, uh, and, you know, now we have a, a generation of children, you know, in front of, their iPhones and in front of iPads and computers and video games. And, and it's almost like they think that um, the, the great outdoors cannot live up to the thrills these electronics provide. And, um, and, and we need to, to do something to show a generation that this is actually a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's amazing. Cause I came into this space, uh, to, as a, as a media executive, I was, uh, task to build a media company. I didn't hunt. I didn't own a gun. I didn't do any of that. And what was amazing to me is what you're talking about. The hunting and outdoor story has no negatives to it. It's the most positive, amazing story, but yet so many Americans don't know it. And quite frankly, I think a lot of hunters don't know it. So until people understand uh, the why hunting is important, but more importantly, understand the generational ties, the, the, the family aspects of it, the, you know, growing up outdoors, the responsibility. Imagine a 14-year-old kid who knows how to use and handle a firearm, hunt his own food, harvest his own food, and eat it, you know, the healthiest food you can get, the, the confidence that comes with that as opposed to being the best Fortnite player in his, in his class, you know. That is what's lost. There's no, there's been no effort to educate the hunting agnostic uh, Americans, and they are people who are going to love this story once they know it, and that's what this film's about. You know, a lot of people are, are you know, really wanting to get back to nature and natural in their food. Uh, we hear about organic this and organic that. There is nothing better than free open-range meat than deer hunting. Yeah. I mean, that that's the ultimate free range, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, and it is, and food is something that's starting to turn some people's heads towards hunting. Guys like John Mayer, the singer, and Zuckerberg, and Joe Rogan, and, you know, these are people who now uh, are really, you know, promoting the healthiest food and the hunting aspect, so that does help, uh, but what is unfortunate is the industry's not doing anything to educate people, so what we're going to do through this project is ask individual outdoors men and women to be the leaders in getting this message out there. Yeah, I actually had a chance to meet um, a girlfriend of my oldest son, and she was at our farm, and, and she, she said her family had never hunted and fished. And as I was sitting there talking to her, it's exactly what you had talked about. And you and I had only talked to, you know, about a week prior to this. And I watched her face change <laughs> as I was telling her what hunting and fishing, what it really was, not maybe what she'd been told it was. You know, right, right. And, and I and when I start talking about, you know, I made the joke. We have an old Rick and Bubba shirt that says "Eat Deer, the original." You know, free range organic meat. And uh, and so I was talking to her about the the healthiness of it, and she got into that. And she was fishing at the time, 
we were teaching her how to fish. And, uh, and I said, she said, should y'all eat this meat? And I said, yeah. And I said, let me tell you what happens once we've got all we need. And I said, but we still need to manage the herd and maybe take some more does or maybe somebody sees a trophy buck they want to take. You know, and I said, we, we kill very few every year. We, we kill what needs to be killed. And I said, then we donate that money, that, that meat, to people that are having a hard time feeding their families. And she just looked yeah. at me, and she's like, really? And I said, oh, yeah. I said, hunters have programs. I said, we, get, we can go out and harvest meat to the point that we can start getting meat in the freezer of, of the poorest parts of every community. And uh, yeah. and she she didn't know. See those things. She never been she never been told those things. And there's before. something very positive about having a freezer full of meat when your pandemic kicks yes, in. No you know. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that's the thing though is that it, it it's actually kind of more than that. And what this film does, this is a Christian film yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. But what what this does is, I don't even think hunters understand how important what they do is. And I want to give you a real quick example. Sure. Imagine taking a guy off of the streets of Portland or Seattle and putting him in the front range, you know, some lost confused kid who's now in these angry mobs, put him in the front range of Colorado. Mm. He's not worried now about starting a fire in a storefront. He's going to start a campfire. Mm. He's not in a hateful mob. He's with his family and friends. He's not listening to the gospel of victimology within a angry group. You know, he's listening to the voice of God in nature. Amen. You know, so how much of a difference would that kid's life be if that's how he was raised? Now, think of all the families who don't know anything about hunting are going to learn about it and are like, you know what? I want Junior or Missy to get off the couch. You know, what we need is people who support hunting, whether they do it or not, for voting reasons, for around the cooler conversations, for allowing their kids to do it. That's how important this is. This isn't just, hey, we're going to appreciate hunting. Yeah. It is important. That's yeah. a lifestyle that this country grew up on You're right. and is abandoning. Now. You're right. Yeah, we say this all the time, talking about those other elements of hunting and fishing. And when there's a funny joke that we said, nothing messes up a deer hunt more than for somebody to actually kill something. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is so true. It slows you getting up to the local greasy spoon to eat. Well, all that time in the woods together, all the time hanging out, all the socializing. (laughs) We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the movie. We're going to get real specific and what we can do to be part of this movie because I was watching just, uh, you know, the the trailer that's available, just a concept trailer, and that's not even, you know, the final product. This is just to give you an idea what the movie would be like. And the reaction I had when I saw it, because it was so unique and something that was very familiar to all of us, but I'd never seen in a movie. And so so yeah. we're so we're gonna talk about that when we come back with Jim Libertor from the Outdoor Channel, the Sportsman's Channel, and uh, you know, just a list of all other organizations and, and magazines and websites that promote uh, a lifestyle that at one time in this country was a given, but it's not anymore. And it's time for us, the, the changes that could be made by this move are being laid out. And this movie you can be part of when we come back. We'll tell you all about it. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty minutes now past the hour. Jim Libertor is with us, uh, the architect and executive in charge of all the aspects of this new project that we're going to tell you about, the Harvest Project. But... 
You know him also as president and chief executive officer of the Outdoor Sportsman Group, and that, of course, has all kinds of strategy. Outdoor Sportsman uh, includes the channel, Sportsman's Channel, World Fishing Network, all these different publications. And he just told us in the break, you know, video on demand is huge now. Uh, and MOTV is an app that you can uh, download. It's global, and uh, there's hours and hours worth of uh, uh, vintage uh, hunting and fishing programming that's available there. That's MOTV. So uh, that's uh, that's something I wasn't even aware of uh, that Jim was telling us about. So so Jim, there's a, there's a lot to talk about, uh, but let's let's make sure that we get the harvest uh, project. Uh, we have that in show notes today. Theharvestmovie.com. And this is a, a chance for us who love and want to save and all the, the positive uh, attributes uh, that, uh, that we have that are all shoot out from hunting and fishing and that lifestyle that at one time was, was routine with generations of Americans. It's not anymore. Uh, there's an attack on this lifestyle. You mentioned uh, in the pandemic some of the bizarre things the, the governors did in these states that had nothing to do with any health concern uh, with this pandemic, they went after hunting and fishing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where th- this, where this movie, you know, it's, it's more than, and I'm trying to, you know, with the Christian aspect, there's two things I hit. The Christian aspect is it's a movie that's going to powerfully challenge Christians to examine their faith, step up and live their faith. Cause the one thing I believe more than anything is there's a line in the movie that says, you know, we don't need to worry about the elimination of evil we need to worry about the activation of our hearts. Mm. You know, we got to get out there. We got to stand up. The hunting is an example. And this is the scary thing to me is, I, and I don't know if Americans see this happening in the quarantines were one uh, example, but you know, we, we sit as middle Americans and we look out, we, we, we point to all this evil and we're like, man, this is, this is bad. You know, this is wrong. This is evil. But what's happening is that finger is starting to swing back to us. And we're going to wake up one day And we're going to be recognized as the evil people in this country. And the media is already doing that. What I mean by that is, God, you're judgmental, you're evil. The police are evil. Our military is evil. Hunting is evil. And it's coming faster than I think people realize. And one day we're going to wake up and this country will view us, you know, as the evil ones unless we step up. You know, we have organizations that are supporting an organization now. It's a Marxist, anti-family, anti-country, anti-U.S. organization that's raking in tens of millions of dollars from major corporations, you know, kneeling for the national anthem. I mean, this is getting crazy. Casinos are open in Vegas, but churches are closed. This is happening in real time. And why the hunting thing and why we're asking hunters to step up is we're going to educate people about this space. And if we can get them to, you know, return to the outdoors, whether they hunt or hike or camp or whatever they do, that is an attribute of this country that we cannot lose. If we lose that, we're on the way to some really bad places. So it really is asking people to to kind of join in and be part of something. We always ask, what can I do? What can I do? Well, this is something you can do, you know, and the proceeds of this film are going to go back into conservation, back into other pro outdoor, pro family content. You know, it's you're, you're really hopefully going to be contributing and donating to something that's going to be a movement more than just a film. Yeah. And so how let's talk about how we do that. We, well, I told you we were talking. We, we went through this with the 
the movie The Chosen. It's actually a series, not a movie. But right, and right. they they knew that they would have. If you start asking Hollywood to come in and finance these kind of projects, you're going to have to compromise things. You never get a hunting project. That's not going to happen. Yeah, right. that's yeah. Right. I mean, that's not forget it. That's not going to happen. And so, but they they have used Hollywood and movies and the arts to indoctrinate a generation of people. And I love all those that are out there that are trying to do faith-based movies and like this series, The Chosen, from a spiritual standpoint to say, well, we too need to get in this space and tell our story. Now we're about to do it with faith, which we've done, but also hunting. And, yeah. uh, and, and so how can the hunters of America and those of us that love the outdoors, what do we need to do to help you and all involved get this project done? Yeah, there's a, if you go to theharvestmovie.com, uh, you'll see everything that's there. There are donations. You can join as a supporter. Um, what we've done is we're making it fun, though. When you get involved, we're going to have regional parties with the cast and crew and with hunters. You have a chance right now. The prize up there is a, a hunt with Michael Waddell. You can win. You can win a chance to be an extra. So there's a lot of fun things. But theharvestmovie.com, you also can join as a supporter for no money. Um, but what you just said is real. The goal of this film is to have tens of thousands of hunters produce the film. So the story in Variety and CNN and everywhere else is that hunters are making this movie. If that happens, then Hollywood, Netflix, Amazon, this won't be the last pro hunting film. It'll be the first because they'll know there's money to be made. Look, Hollywood hates guns, but every film you watch, they're using, them, you know, because yeah. they're making yeah. money. So we want to get this as a momentum and we need hunters to be the ones making this film at theharvestmovie.com. So be we, sure to get the in front of it. Yeah, the. And yeah, we've got yeah, it. And there's yeah. a link right there at show notes. And we're going to try to finance this just like what we just saw happen, you know, with The Chosen. Uh, but you can really be uh, full-blown participants. But the quality of the movie is also there. Now, this trailer is nothing but a concept trailer. Right. It doesn't. Right. It, this is not the final product, but even the quality of it is very good. But it kind of gives you an idea of what the movie might look like a little bit. What, what am I? What am I seeing when I watch that? Yeah, it's interesting because that was a one-day, one-camera shoot with a three-man crew, including me as the grip. You know, but what happened was it was the quality was so good that people think the movie's done, and we're getting a lot of when is it coming out? Where can I watch? Camp? You know. This movie is not done. I mean, that's just a tr that's a concept, a proof of concept. So we need hunters to go. But that was really just to show you how we're combining the hunting and Christian message to really show America the heart of hunting, which is what we'll bring. Look, my, my premise is that there are millions of pro-hunting Christians who don't know that's what they are yet. This film is going to introduce them to a lifestyle that they are going to love because it's the Christian DNA and the hunting DNA are, are one and the same. And uh, that's where, as a hunting industry, we need to grow our numbers and we need to grow our supporters to protect us from what's coming. No doubt. It's an important project, and uh, we'll keep checking in throughout the process. And I know keep talking about how we can come along and partner with you. All the information you need is right there at rickandbubba.com uh, under the, uh, the show notes, or just go directly, and Bubba mentioned, don't forget the word the, theharvestmovie.com. Jim Libator, this is important. Uh, thank you for uh, using your, uh, your platform uh, and your passion, and, uh, and we're here to uh, come alongside this and help you guys any way that we can. And I think, I think our audience is, is the kind of audience that's going to – this is the kind of project and the call to action that hopefully they've been looking for. 
Yeah, and it's going to, I, I promise you, it'll make a difference. You know, when you talk about the chosen, if you're not going to give money to the harvest, give money to the chosen. Right. Because that, these are important projects that, that if we don't do them, no one will do them. And if no one does them, we're just going to watch this country slip away. I, I hate to be so negative, but I cannot believe the, the four words out of my vocabulary right now are that will never happen. Right, we, know, can't, because, we, we, we can't say uh, that anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, four, four weeks ago, if you or four months ago, if you told me that there'd be active conversation about defunding the police, you know what I would have said? That will never happen. Right, right. So, Jim Libertar. Change is quick. Thanks, Jim. And look forward to Thank continuing this conversation Thank as we you, go Jim. forward. God bless you guys. You yeah, too. You too. too Thank you. All right, you go to uh, theharvestmovie.com. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Boy, getting some uh, great uh, emails on these um, these Raycon earbuds. Uh, people are purchasing them. They're, they're coming in, the E25s. And uh, the, the thing that I, I love about them myself is I, I don't know why I struggle wearing things that go inside your ear for a long period of time. It's like my ears shape funny or something. And uh, and these are very very comfortable. I, I love them. Don't have any problem with them. But I start thinking, well, you always want to you always want to hear from everybody else. And uh, and I started hearing from our our listeners now that are that are getting them, and uh, they're all saying the same thing. It's um, uh, here, here's one right now. Said, hey, I, I I went there. I used the promo URL. Uh, here it is right here. Saying this is um uh, this is from what's the listener's name here? Saying, hey, I got this and I love it. Just keeping you guys in the loop. Uh, he said, uh, I did get the 15% off. You're right. I put them in my ears. I'm sitting around listening, doing the stuff I do with the, with the earbuds, and these are much more comfortable. Hey, I love them. Thanks, Rick and Bubba. Appreciate you reaching out and sending us um, an email there, Greg, and letting us know how you loved them. Jason also says, hey, another product's entered our home. This is the great Jason Benefield. Uh, we love these. Uh, they are, they're great. They're everything you said they'd be. So there you go. Uh, if you haven't gotten yours yet, Go to buyraycon.com slash Bubba. That will get you 15% off. Uh, they're very, very comfortable. They have the noise reduction and the comfort that you love. Six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass. And uh, as I said, that design is a lot more comfortable. And yet they just have that look, Bubba. You know how you want your electronics to have a certain look? Oh, yeah. It's got to have it's a good farfit nugent. It's got to look sharp. Yeah. Buyraycon.com slash Bubba. Get yours now or go to rickandbubba.com. You'll see the link there under sponsors. Bubba, we have a Trump update, and you were telling me about this, and I can't wait I'm to hear it. I'm very proud of myself. You Trump can't day. always get what you want. Incredible. Really amazing. Don't be stupid. But if you try something, ah, ah, you might find deal or no deal. I don't wear it to pay. It's my hair. Vote Trump. Hey, baby, vote Trump. Everybody say Trump. All right, so Trump uh, was making comments, and anytime he calls somebody a beauty or a butte, one I, of my favorite, one it. of my favorites, Rick. Well, he's uh, he's doing a discussion, and he gets in a conversation about uh, the notorious AOC, and I'll just let Trump speak for himself. Here, here it is. They want to rejoin the disastrous Paris Climate Accord, where you'll pay billions and billions of dollars for the privilege of getting ripped off by other countries. 
and inflict a socialist takeover of the U.S. economy known as the horrendous Green New Deal was conceived by a young woman, AOC, AOC plus three, I say. AOC, that's a real beauty, isn't it? Yeah. She knows as much about the environment. Do we have any young children here? As that young child over there, I think he knows more. That's why they hate him because no one's ever done that before in the history of politics. Not like that. I, I want you to know? tell you that term, and I, I, I guess it was maybe one of my uncles that used to use that term when he was really fed up with somebody or something, and say, "Well, that's a real beauty right there." All right, I, I hate to be Teletubbies here, but I want to say I want to hear it again. Yeah, I do. Too. I really do. Yeah, too. Is, I do. After, am I putting you in the house? Can we do it again? I mean, can we hear it again? I mean, just I hate to do that to you, but I feel like a little kid known as the horrendous Green New Deal, was conceived by a young woman, AOC. AOC plus three, I say. AOC, that's a real beauty, isn't it? She knows as much about the environment. Do we have any young children here? As that young child over there. I think he knows more. Yeah, it's a real beauty. That 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 may that may be your top three quote yeah, of the yeah, last four years. LC, yeah. I say plus three. That's, that's a, real a real beauty. That's a beauty right there. Oh, that's a beauty. He's used, that's a beauty. Yeah. yeah oh, a, look, I'll take that's a beauty just as much. <laughs> uh, um, oh, read one more time. Can we just say one more time? <laughs> All right, one more. All right, well, how one, more one more, and then we got to go into the guacamole machine yeah, to kill One more. Oh, wow. Billions and billions of dollars for the privilege of getting ripped off by other countries and inflict a socialist takeover of the U.S. economy known as the horrendous Green New Deal was conceived by a young woman, AOC, AOC plus three, I say. AOC, that's a real beauty, isn't it? <laughs> she knows as much about the environment. Do we have any young children here? As that young child over there. I think he knows more. <laughs> That's a real beauty. That's a beauty. That's a beauty, isn't it? <laughs> Golly, that's so good. Who says that? Oh. I think Greg uses that. He does. Uh, Greg, that's a beauty, isn't it? All right, now, you didn't you say – all right, so we'll get – that's a beauty. So, huh. Now you tell me somebody got killed in a guacamole oh, machine. Oh, Greg, this is not good. Greg, this is a terrible story Rick. today. Uh, oh. It's not funny, y'all. Quit laughing. Uh, Rick, a 67-year-old man, a former mayor in mm-hmm. New York State, was killed and two other people hurt Wednesday morning when a food processor being tested for guacamole production exploded, oh. according to a report. Good night. Uh, his name Joseph Cap. He served as mayor of a city in upstate New York in 1990s and was currently the vice chairman of the Board of Trustees at Hudson Valley Community College near Troy. Uh, I'm sure this is New York. Uh he, uh, he lost his life due to injuries after he and other victims were taken to the hospital in the incident in Schenectady, New York, according to the Albany Times Union. Hmm. Uh, all three men had been hurt by a high-pressure vessel, they said. Uh, and, I mean, can and you it, believe? It I mean, guacamole? Of all things, have you ever thought of a guacamole, anything being dangerous? I mean, no. I had no idea no. that guacamole required a machine. I didn't either. Because, you know, we got a guacamole eater here on oh, the Oh, yes, staff. we do. I mean, I uh, smell it every morning. How complicated is it to mash up a bunch of avocados? Well, this is, uh, I, I guess this is some process that does this. I'm not familiar with it at all. Mm. Well, no, a, I, I, just, I just hate that. That's, that's a tough way to yeah. go. I, imagine, well, 
if you're having to get up and speak at that funeral. That's awful. He maybe we could find it. I'm not trying to be insensitive. Yeah. You no, know, that's not well, my let's, nature. Let's not. Let's not but, but couldn't you possibly say this is a phrase we hear a lot? Uh, he went out doing what he loved. Maybe he loved walking over. I mean, maybe if he if he was a you know how people say well you know he was doing what he loved. Maybe, mm. maybe you could say this. I'm just looking for something. Very about. few people love what they do for a living. Yeah. I'm like you, though. We're Mountie. very fortunate. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's a great point. Most people out there are not happy about going to work. You're right. But I'm like you. That's why they call it work. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned earlier, um, I think it was all fair when we if brought they called it. called it play, you'd have a whole other look. Yeah. 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 If guacamole could change its presentation. Yeah, the presentation is I, I just, I, It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah fluorescent uh, green just, is hard to eat to yeah. me. It's uh, no, we're looking for. It looks no. like a dog's had a bad day. Yeah. If you want someone, you know I mean? if you want someone to dip a chip in, you got to have a better look than that. Yeah, I, I mean, let's. Yeah. I don't know what we can do, but yeah. we got to do something. You got to go more to the yellow side that would look like cheese, or more to the brown side that would look like gravy, or more to the red side that like would look like salsa. Something. I think you stay something. red side. We like red. It. Yeah, yeah. we like red. I think fluorescent green is just tough, though. You know, yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Yeah, it is. That's tough right there. Mm. Mm. Death by guacamole. That gum. It's a terrible story. It'd terrible. be different if salsa got him, but the terrible. fact that it had to be guacamole. I will terrible. tell you this: when terrible they were there, that was the last thing they thought would happen. Queso's a kind of a kind of a proud way to go, but guacamole. Mm. I mean, if you look on your table right now and you see guacamole, salsa, or queso, mm. guacamole is a distant third. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even mm. want it touching anything. I want to eat. Mm-mm. I'm like a little now, Adler. He eats that stuff like you know M and M's. But yeah. I'm like a little kid when we go out to eat and it's on my plate because Terry loves it, mm-hmm. and I'll just scoop it over on her plate like I'm eight. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise People. me if one day I walked in the TV booth and a live avocado was switching. <laughs> Have you noticed he, um, he's got kind of a green tent to him? Have you noticed he does. That? It's yeah. a lot. You might want to back off on the avocados. The, uh, the key is you got to roast the garlic when you're making the guac. We're just all it still at doesn't you. change hey, what, the presentation, Let me ask though. you this. This guy was, <laughs> killed. All looking at this you. was killed by a guacamole machine exploding. What, what, kind of, what is under pressure? How does that work? I mean, what are we talking about here? And maybe slice up, uh, dice some tomatoes, put in there too. Okay, thanks, buddy. Do you know what a guacamole machine is? You know, I read the article. It said a high pressure vessel of some kind. Yeah, what is it? So mean? what were the, I don't know what they were pressurizing because you're just you're just mashing up. You know, maybe it's part of the, like the cleaning process. You know, whatever. Like you I, pasteurize I just, milk I, in the same way. Or I, I know when I saw you when you make your breakfast, gross as that is, that it, it doesn't look like there's high pressure involved. No, no, I don't use a high pressure vessel. Mm-mm. Except my guns right here, righty and lefty. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just wonder if they were like on a tour or if it was like they were showing off the machine and it went back. Was he was oh, he inspecting it? Was yeah. he there to so inspect he, it? Yeah, he wasn't. I think he was just visiting. That's I don't what I'm think saying. I mean, like, I he, he wasn't even involved there. in it? He wasn't even involved with it? I think. Oh, a little bit of lime juice, too. We want to put a little bit of lime in your guacamole, That's, too. Uh, exactly. Excellent. Of course, we, a man sh- died, we really but. should have read this story. A little deeper. We'll take your calls next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Your phone calls are are wrapping up. Don't forget Rick and Bubba University, the podcast this weekend. Uh, That, of course, is Herschel Walker, our guest. Also on the O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events. Uh, tonight at 5 o'clock local time, uh, which is in Alabama, because this is a fundraiser for um, uh, the football team at Corner High School, a high-point church, which is also 
a church that we worked in and put together a fundraiser for that uh, that program in the Dora, Alabama area. And I'll be speaking at that banquet next Tuesday evening. Of course, seating is going to be limited with all the spacing and everything. So if you want to get tickets to that and be there, we'll have some fun. We'll cut up and, and talk about uh, the state of things. Uh, you can get those tickets by 5 o'clock today. Know that that August 11th date will be no more tickets available after 5 o'clock today. So if you want to be there, you're in that area, or you can drive there, it's a, it's close to a lot of different Rick and Bubba markets. Uh, and you can uh, go to rickandbubba.com under events and see that for August the 11th. So, Bubba, we got a couple of, uh, of stories we got to hit on the way out. COVID-19 updates. Yesterday we had the story, Mother Dies After Her Cancer Is Presumed to Be Coronavirus. Hmm. This family says uh, our uh, loved one was not a victim of COVID. She was a victim of everybody thinking everything's COVID. She actually had cancer. Uh, and they did not treat it, and it has cost her her life in the United Kingdom, uh, according to the BBC, uh, and have been uh, reporting on this story. So sadly, this is uh, someone who said uh, was told they had coronavirus. They didn't. They actually had cancer, and it has wow. cost the person their life. And then here in America, we have the Ohio governor. Rick, uh, Mike DeWine, uh, governor of Ohio, was set to meet President Trump at the Cleveland airport this week. When literally hours before they were supposed to meet, he tested positive for coronavirus. Um, he said he felt fine, but, uh, you know, in accord with the protocol, he would not meet with the president. Uh, he went back to Columbus. Uh, he was tested again for coronavirus for a second time, and it came back negative. Then they tested for a third time, uh, tested his wife. Uh, and other members of the staff, and they all tested negative on the third try. So he had one positive, two negatives, and they've decided now that he did not have it. Who do they think he is, Matthew Stafford? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Same thing happened with the NFL. You know, his wife said, we've been ridiculed and treated like lepers, and it was, it was, a, it was a false positive. We did four negatives after the first positive. Uh, so they, they actually use two different tests. But, again, it goes, I think, to point out the accuracy of these tests. We just don't know. We just don't know. I mean, again, a lot of these so-called asymptomatics may be false positives. Uh, I'm, I'm really leaning that way. It doesn't hurt to be overly cautious and go through the, uh, you know, uh, staying away from everybody and, 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 you know, just to be safe. I mean, it doesn't hurt. But – it's, uh, I mean, it, it may explain some of this quote-unquote outbreak. Yeah, I, and I said this morning before we started the show, I said it could be. I mean, and this is not, I'm not acting like it's, it shouldn't be dealt with. It could be that this this hypothesis that we have all these asymptomatic people are people where it felt just like I had a cold. I don't know why, you know, and then you have people that are really, really sick. It might be that only the really, really sick people are actually the people who have it. All this other, these people may not have COVID-19 at all. It may be something like a cold or something in the coronavirus, you know, as we would say, conference. But maybe COVID-19 is dangerous, which we know it is, is, but maybe it's only dangerous. Now, that would be good and bad. The good would be it's not as prevalent in our society as we think it is. Right. The bad would be when you get it, you're, you're, you're in tr- more trouble yeah. than we thought oh, you yeah. were. Yeah. Well, and, and Rick, again, you know, we've talked about these different tests, and I'm, I'm not completely familiar with the name of all of them, but the test that showed him negative twice was called the P 
PCR test, okay? The test that showed him positive was called the rapid antigen test. And I don't know which one is the suave up the nose. Anybody know? I don't know. I don't know. And what was the other one? Was it a blood test or what? I have no idea. I just know there's one that's supposed to be quick, and then one that takes a little longer. Are both of them up the nose? Do you mm-hmm. know, Hams? Well, it, it, have it, you heard? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like to me that, especially if you're like the NFL or you're, you know, the governor's about to meet the president, it seems like to me we might want to do multiple tests to see if we get multiple, uh, the exact same response a few times right. before we do press releases. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, that's a problem when you're trying to turn out the testing that's needed. You know, we've had shortages of that, so it's uh, having people take two and three tests doesn't appear to be, you know, logical. But if one of them is giving false positives half the time, I mean, what good is that? Shouldn't we just go to this PCR test? I guess I don't know. And what you said, it's like Greg would say, we're also wanting to be so sharp by how many thousands of them we do. Oh, I know, mm-hmm. I know. But, but, we're all but, about that. But if we're, if we're causing much more confusion than we are anything else, is it really the way to go? Maybe maybe yeah. we need to slow down a little bit and be more accurate than to be yeah. how many numbers we can crank out. Mm-hmm. Right. Joe and Gadsden, Z93. Joe, go ahead. Joe. Hey, guys, I just want to correct, congratulate Bubba. He managed to say guacamole and Schenectady correctly. Mm-hmm. In the Somebody. same sentence. It was, you saw my face. How about, I, yeah. could, I, I couldn't believe it. I am just, I'm very familiar with Schenectady, New York, so I was I was familiar with it. I, think, I know guacamole from here in Adler talk about it all the time. I think He's what, practically green. I think what we just heard is an audio miracle. <laughs> I mean, especially at the end of the week. It's a Friday, Bubba. <laughs> That's funny. It's excellent. You know, I don't even know what to do with line three. And Bubba, I found out PCR test is is the nasal or or throat test. Okay, that's what's the, the rapid antigen test? All right, that's Brad and Alabama. That's the one. That's the one. Must not be worth a toot. Brad, go ahead. Hey guys, boy, you don't know how much I miss it until you can't hear Rick and Bubba for a long time. <laughs> oh man, welcome home. I, uh, thank you, brother. I'm coming to visit my dad in Bessemer, but uh, y'all talking about coronavirus. Um, in January, okay, I recruit guys transitioning out of the military, so I'm these guys just got deployed. In January, I got real sick. What that means is Friday, uh, I had a little shortness of breath. By Sunday, my CPAP was keeping me alive, like at four o'clock in the morning. My wife called the ambulance. They said I had eight percent of oxygen in my lungs, and I would have been dead in ten minutes. So I went to the hospital in January. Immediately, they stuck that thing up in my nose. Immediately flu test, flu positive. You know, I retired from the Army, so we got flu shot every year. I got the flu shot. Anyway, they didn't know what type of virus it was, and it was mid-January. But the next day, I had bilateral pneumonia, but I didn't have a flu virus. Anyway, point is, uh, I ended up staying in in January, and everything was good. Well, I also had a family friend who was 58 years old, uh, who died a couple of days ago in Destin, but he also had asthma. Mm-hmm. And now now I'm visiting my father. I'm on my way six hours of driving to Bessemer, and they tested him, and he was like, they, they said it was positive. He was like, no, it ain't. You better test me again. And they tested him again, and sure enough, it was a false positive. Mm. And they had quarantined in his room. He could not leave his room for four and a half months. Four and a half and months? Good. Huh? Yeah. Now, did he? Which test did he have? Did he have where they went up the nose? Yes. 
or the PCR test, right, Speedy? Mm-hmm. What's that other and, one? And, and, the, well, the RT, uh, not root Tourette's, but it's the rapid <laughs> test. Uh, it says, uh, what is rapid? Uh, t- it says it's a test swabbing nasal samples. So it's are they both nasal? I don't know. I'm, I don't I, know. Yeah, I'm trying to fly through. I don't this trust here. anything in a blood test, Rick. I just don't. I don't trust some swab up your nose. You might just get hung on a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.